you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Arma Energy, presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with me on the line, we've got Moto Playgrounds, Harold Martin. Harold, how's it going this afternoon? Uh, it's going well, man. I, uh, I appreciate you uh, reaching out and taking the time to, uh, uh, to talk to me. Hey, and I appreciate you taking a piece out of your afternoon to uh, donate it to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Uh, we're not so live, but this will be posted by the end of the day, the 16th of April. Beautiful weather up here. Uh, got to imagine the same down there? Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're located in, uh, in Kansas City. And so, uh, uh, actually, uh, today is, uh, uh, is, is pretty nice outside. We had some storms roll through and... Uh, uh, but it, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. So we're, uh, yeah, we're excited for sure. Excellent. So, like, how does um, how does your history begin with not only motocross and and mo- but moto playground? How does uh, how does Harold Martin get introduced to the sport of motocross, such to the point where he's so passionate about it that uh, he'd like to take on a publication such as your own? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, um, <clears throat> my whole life, I, 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 I've always been infatuated with motorcycles and, uh, early on, I, uh, yeah, I wanted a motorcycle so bad when I was, uh, when I was a little guy and, and, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I, 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 I didn't have one until I was, I think I was 13 and, um, uh, yeah, I grew up in Florida, and uh, I ended up mowing lawns all summer long. And so it's kind of one of those one of those uh, uphill both way stories, you know, where uh, I had to buy my own bike, and and I did so uh, at a uh, motorcycle dealership called Cycle Springs Yamaha uh, in Tarpon Springs, Florida, which uh, was owned by uh, Ronnie Tishner. Oh no and, way. Yeah, and so <clears throat> my first bike was a a 1980 YZ80, uh, okay. clapped out to to the gills. Uh, back tire was bald, sprockets were curved. I mean, it was a mess, and uh, uh, I ended up buying it uh, from the dealership, and and uh, you know later to find out that it was uh, it was one of Ronnie's practice bikes, and. Uh, you know, just uh, uh, was the biggest goon you could ever imagine. You know, didn't even. But have you loved it. Uh, I loved it. You know, absolutely. And uh, uh, at any rate, you know, I I drove or rode that thing around in a field and uh, and another. Well, this was later down the road, but uh, um, it just always, you know, it was uh, uh, it was dirt bikes for me, and uh, I was really involved in. Um, 
uh, you know, BMX freestyle and I skated a bunch. And then I also, I kind of, you know, it's kind of weird cause I, I kind of had a couple different identities. Uh, I, I ended up taking to football and was, yeah, I guess halfway talented in, in, in the sport and kind of, that's what, uh, that's what kept me in school and paid for my college, yeah. all of that stuff. And, uh, uh, but it, it anyway, played college it, football. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, so but to go back to where I, uh, got infatuated with motocross, I, I, um, uh, just wanted a bike so bad. And, and so all through my, uh, my, you know, adolescence, I, I had a, my first bike was that YZ 80. And then I had a, uh, uh, CR one twenty five. I think it was an 86 and, Blah 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 blah, and and uh, that was a good bike. It was a great bike, right? Blue seat, and yeah, good stuff. So uh, at any rate, I I um, just always always loved it, and uh, went on and played football. Uh, I played at Shadron State in uh, in Nebraska, uh, yeah. and uh, then ended up um, uh, you know not going anywhere with, with with the sport, other than a lot of good memories. And what position did you play? I played fullback. Uh, fullback. Fullback. Yeah. Oh, back in the day when uh, the fullback was in a whole lot more use than it is today. That's incredible. Go on though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so at any rate, I um, uh, as soon as I uh, was done playing football, I ended up uh, um, buying a, uh, a bike and started racing. So uh, now at this time, I was in Kansas City. And uh, started uh, started racing the local stuff, and just you know, I, I, I always told myself as soon as I could, uh, you know, buy my own stuff or, or I guess have a real job, I uh, I would get into racing. And so, uh, very quickly um, started uh, started racing, and uh, just loved the sport. And uh, um, then that turned into uh, we have a. Uh, uh, family uh, business, which is printing, and I uh, uh, actually worked for an uncle of mine that uh, uh, at the time it was a business financial publication, and uh, the, um, the idea behind the publication was, uh, this was very pre-internet, so uh, the concept was it would give Friday's numbers uh, delivered on Saturday, so it was titled The Weekend Report. Okay. So, uh, so I dove into that and quickly became the uh, the marketing manager. Kind of worked my way up a little bit, and um, you know, at that time I was just, um, hey, I just, I didn't have the passion for numbers and and stocks and bonds and all this. Few do. Um, so I, uh, so I came up with an idea of starting a publication that was called Kansas City Extreme Magazine, and uh, the tabloid newspaper, this was 1997, and, uh, you know, the idea was kind of to dive into the culture of extreme sports, and um, as what I did, you know, just kind of uh, started it up, went and uh, begged all of the uh, the local dealers and just different companies if they would support it, and... Yeah. Um, Pound you know, the pavement. Yeah, it was uh, it was a tough road, you know. So uh, I did that, and um, uh, Moto Playground was born. Within the first year, we uh, we changed the name to Moto Playground, 
and uh, but originally our our publication was titled Kansas City Extreme Magazine, and uh, we covered anything that was, you know, quote unquote extreme. And this was before the word itself was kind of so overly used and played out. And, For sure. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the story there. And uh, within I think it was within around a year, um, you know, the uh, the word extreme just got so overly used and it was uh uh something that we were like man we have to change our name and 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 uh within that first year we we turned into you know the whole the, the idea the whole time was to be 100 percent motocross but um when we were trying to make it we we covered some mountain bike stuff we covered some you know different uh skate stuff some rock climbing things some just anything that we could uh to try to fund our distribution and yeah you don't turn anything down with your brand new yeah no absolutely and uh, so we did that and and uh so then um i i think uh I, I think it was right about a year into it we were uh trying to change our name and and uh came up with the idea of of you know playground which uh my goal behind it was okay what what could we come up that come up with something that people aren't going to rip off, you know, and uh, something that would be um, very non-mainstream and uh, something that was unique enough to have a, uh, you know, an identity of its own. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I was uh, kind of a funny story and I'll go off on tangent. So I apologize. Please do. (laughs) Radio show. So it's probably good. Um, 100%. So I uh, uh, was in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, uh, I was coming up with different ideas of different names and ideas. And, you know, back in that, uh, uh, actually the way that I would come up with things is I'd look through a dictionary and I'd just open the pages and start thumbing through the dictionary and, and you know, come up with different uh, different ideas or whatever. It's kind of a great way to brainstorm by yourself. And uh, so I... Uh, um, uh, during that time, we spent weeks trying to figure out, okay, what do we change our name to? You know, we thought Whole Shot or Sandbox and there are all this different stuff, Grip Magazine, different things that would be, you know, moto conducive. And, and uh, um, I was in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, I needed directions, and I pulled up to this job site, and uh, this construction crew was uh, tearing down a playground. And so I pulled up and I said, hey, man, I need directions to something, something. And and uh, the the guy, he didn't, couldn't help me out at all. And so mm-hmm. I, but I ended up saying, hey, man, what well, what's going on here? And he said, ah, yeah, we're tearing this playground down and put in a strip mall. And I was just like, man, that just sucks, you know. And so, it, again, not to make it over dramatic, but it, it really did. It kind of stuck with me and, and – uh, uh, you know, and I ended up, you know, just changing the name to Playground because ultimately, you know, that's what we, uh, that's what we do. We go do. And, uh, and I think it's kind of, uh, it's kind of come full circle. I think, you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of usages of Playground now and, and, uh, uh, but I think, you know, this is what, 20 years ago and, um, you know, we, we, uh, uh we kind of, captured that 
a long time ago. And uh, so we, we feel pretty fortunate and, and uh, pretty pumped on, you know, we, we definitely chose the right name and, and, and it is, it, it, it applies to, to so many different things. And I think that's our, you know, the culture that we live in and what we do is, is uh, uh, it is, it's just a big, it's just a big playground. The great outdoors is the moto playground. You can kind of, it's the motor, motocross bike is the ultimate go anywhere, do anything, uh, vehicle. And, uh, yeah, great encapsulated by the magazine itself. It, it, it really kind of, uh, speaks the, speaks the language of motocross. And I think a lot of people can relate to that name. Uh, where did your, uh, really complex and edgy logo come from? You know, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> Uh, that came from, uh, my printer. Um, we, uh, uh, the, the font is actually silica bold. Okay. The font. And, uh, uh, and again, this is, um, uh, geez, this is what year? I mean, it's, uh, 97, right? Yeah. So, uh, again, our, our, uh, very pre-internet and, um, uh, I, had a at the time it was a 96 and it was a 95 either one of the two you know i guess it doesn't matter but uh i think it was a uh a 96 um rm250 and uh and actually i or I, I know it was 96 so i had upside uh, down forks uh yeah yeah there you go and uh so i um um i printed out this, uh, just the, the P itself and, um, just kind of printed it out on paper and then took, uh, um, masking tape or packaging tape, just the clear tape. And I taped it to my fender, to the front fender. And, you know, back in the day, you said you're going to have Jimmy Albertson on here. He's like, like family, you know? And so he's, right uh, uh, he's here local from Billings, Missouri, not too far. So we kind of, uh, and actually it's, Another funny story I'll tell you in a second, but mm-hmm. I uh, uh, I ended up cutting this out and taping it to my front fender, and uh, and, and it was, I think it was like a six-inch circle or something ridiculous, you know, they were huge, big, giant. Like if you look at some of the old-school stuff with Trey and Albertsons, and I don't know if you remember a writer named Dennis Jonin, which was back yeah. in uh, that era, you know. And, uh, uh, one leg longer than the other, Jeff Dennis Dolan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, he came and so, raced a super, uh, an arena cross up here. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, it was a big, just a big, uh, uh, big piece of paper. And then it, mm-hmm. uh, turned into our, uh, uh, our flag, I guess. Fair enough. And so, and that, that logo, and I, I have tons of them still laying around the house, uh, pretty much every, uh, race that I would go down to in the States, uh, would, would have just tons of them around and, and kids would have them on their chest protectors, whether you were sponsored or not, you wanted that P on, uh, on, on your equipment somewhere. And, uh, I even remember, uh, uh, someone throw, throwing back a picture of both, uh, Villapoto and Alessi, uh, somehow standing beside each other in amateurs uh and smiling about it um both running the uh the logo on their chest protectors yeah no and i, and I think you know we used to um uh, uh we used to get it all the time where uh and we used to really you know how, how we did uh i think we did a million stickers a year was our our deal and and again we were very 
uh, grassroots, and and uh, I think our guerrilla marketing was always uh, pretty pretty edgy and fairly top notch. Um, and uh, and again, it was kind of based on kind of what we still pride ourselves on today, which is the power of the people, you know. Um, and uh, so we, we we had tons and tons of riders and and I think it was their way of showing respect of what we were doing you know we uh, we we started as an amateur publication and uh, and we've remained that there you know we're very rooted in <clears throat> what we do and uh, and I think it's you know it's kind of humbling to me because I uh, you know I've been along for the ride so uh, definitely um, you know man you've pretty much you name anybody that's that's racing right now uh, professionally and and uh and we've been involved with them in some way or another and uh so that that's uh, that's kind of cool you know but that's not why we're into it you know we don't we don't call Ryan and say hey man we covered you forever and would you do this for us or you know we don't reach out to Adam and say Adam we brought you up you know and so it but it is it's it, it's kind of cool and uh you know in our office here um we've got a I guess it's a wall of fame, if you will. We've got a giant bookcase and it has just magazines from forever, you know, and actually we filled it up and we need to build another one because we're out of space. But, it, uh, you know, if you go and, and uh, you know, it's great for throwback Thursdays, right? 100%. And the, uh, the, the fad sweeping the nation over the last uh, half year or so, um, why why focus on the the amateurs? Why focus on that grassroots level? Uh, is it mainly to fill a niche that was not was basically unserved? Uh, and and how cool is it to kind of uh, see these kids come through your magazine from like literally? I have a playground magazine with Cooper Webb on the cover, number one sixty or one seventy five on a KTM sixty five um, from I think it's two thousand and seven, and just last weekend that guy collected his first championship um that's got to be a cool feeling for you to kind of see these guys come through your it's almost like coming through your program and and moving up to the next level yeah you know um yeah i I think it's really rewarding you know and i think um sometimes you you don't uh, slow down enough to realize that and again i don't want to make it something bigger than what it is because it's uh you know it's it's been us enjoying the ride, you know? So, uh, I think for, for us to be able to do what we do, I think we've been very, very blessed and, and very fortunate. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, uh, it holds true at the end of the day that, that we, um, we really do enjoy or I personally really do. I love the sport with all my being. And, uh, and I don't know if it's even, you know, I've tried to explain this to, to other people that aren't in, in moto. And I, you know, I don't know how big of a fan I am of just motocross itself. And, uh, I think I'm a fan of, uh, of the underdog, you know, mm-hmm. and they, why, why do you, why do you do amateur motocross? Cause dude, I could have sold out a long time ago, you know? And I mean, we could have covered pro stuff and we still can today. I mean, we, we, uh, uh, we could very easily, I think make that transition and say, Hey, we're going to be a subculture pro magazine and move right in and really start covering or not even a magazine anymore. You know, this, this whole industry, I mean, what you're doing is, is, uh, you know, it's all next level stuff. Right. So, right. um, but it, uh, 
uh, you know, for us, uh, I think we could we could make that transition. But I, I still believe that um, what we do, there's something unique about it, something pure about it. There is a purity at the amateur races. Um, it's uh, it's not uh, it's not real shiny, right? But it's um, it's genuine, and uh, and I think that's what you know. If, if there's something that that we believe in, it's being genuine. You know, we're not. Uh, I don't know if we're the coolest all the time or or uh, what have you, but you know, we're we're genuine, and uh, and I relate to the parents, and and more so now that I am one. But uh, I think we we've always had that uh, that common respect of. Um, you know, maybe the family that's, uh, you know, you talk about Cooper Webb, here's a family, you know, his dad shaped surfboards and his mom's a teacher. And, and you talk about a family that struggled and uh, to get to the races and, and uh, never had the best of anything, you know, and they would, they would uh, scrape it to get to these events. And, you know, Cooper always was, you know, he's just such a cool little guy, you know, from North Carolina, Cooper Webb, baby. Uh, he was just so cool, but he also, he never had the best of everything, you know, and he he had his, you know, he had better than most, right, as far as support goes, but they were far from wealthy, and, uh, you yeah, know. You can't and eat he, free gear. What's that? You can't eat free gear, right? Yeah, no, you can't, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, but you know, it, uh, it it's still, you know, I think we've we've got a um, we've got a soft spot for for, uh, and, and that doesn't that doesn't take anything away from from the fortunate, you know. I mean, uh, you you can't. That's one of the cool things about this sport is it doesn't matter how rich you are, it doesn't matter if, uh, and and that always gets me going, and you know, we stick around here and talk shop after. I don't know that we have after hours, but, um, you know, when somebody's, oh, you know what, well, they're, yeah, if, if I had this, this, and this given to me, I'd be so fast. Well, bullshit. <laughs> That's not how it works, man. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you're not going to be fast because because you have, um, you know, because your parents have money. Now, that might help, and uh, it might give you um, uh, more time on the bike, might give you better equipment, might give you more that, instruction. That. Absolutely. I mean, and I get that, and that's that's with anything in life. I mean, that's just life, right? But at the end of the day, you still have to put in the work, and uh, um, you know. But it, uh, yeah, it's good. I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the amateur stuff. So uh, again, I I get off on a tangent there, but uh, uh, I think the reason that we've remained true to what we do is, boy, there's no. Um, uh, there's no shortage of stories. There's no shortage of of, of nuances, and uh, you know you you have so many people that are that are coming up, and and, and so many kids that are struggling and and uh, or doing well. Uh, there's 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 uh, uh, there's new Cooper Webs right now in the 50 class, you know, and uh, and those guys are. Uh, they're coming up, and and uh, and we cover those guys, and and then we enjoy watching from uh, from a distance the the guys that have that have come through this program, if you will. 
hundred percent. And I, I think right around now is when we're actually starting to come up on a time period when there's some kids that are turning pro in the next couple of months or a couple of years that uh, were literally born the same time your magazine or your publication was born. And uh, it's really cool to see these kids. You've literally seen them from the 50cc grums just run around making dirt bike tracks out of sand on the in the pits to now they're the big guys and uh it's it's really cool to see them come through the ranks and uh and 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 benefit and and get to the top and there's so many that that don't make it uh, it's it's you more than any or more you more than anyone would definitely see uh, a lot of kids who uh, were so dominant and then fall off um, at, at a certain point whether that be from finances or uh, injuries what have you um, is do you do you feel some 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 pain for these people when you see that is that uh, um, the sport can be uh, a little bit cruel sometimes uh, it's the cruelest. Um... You know, and I, and I don't know. I don't know that uh, if the cruelest is, is the right word, but, uh, you know, uh, with, with any motorsport, um, and as far as motorsports go, we're, we're probably uh, we're one of the more attainable uh, routes. But, uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned Tyler Bowers earlier, and, you know, uh, uh, how they financed the farm, right? I mean, so many people did, and so many people have... Uh, um, went uh, went upside down, and 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 we've seen a we've seen a lot of that, you know, and uh, uh, I think especially before the bottom dropped out in you know 2006 is when we started really feeling the, the squeeze, you know, and and just just industry in in general 2007 and and uh, you know during that time and man people. You know, the the big thing was is everybody needed a show hauler. And, uh, you know, yes. the, the idea and the concept that you had to, you know, you had to show up in a show hauler. You had to you had to keep up with the Joneses. And, and I guess that happens in all kinds of things. But w- with our sport, it, it was probably a little more normal than, than, than the next. And so, uh, no, I, I think that, you know, it all kind of comes back to where people will um, – do whatever whatever they can to help their children, and, uh, and as far as uh, our market, I guess it's, uh, it's very endemic uh, to where, well, if you're in motocross and you're supporting your son or daughter to do this sport, chances are you probably um, you, you have a you have an interest in it, you know, or you have an interest in your children. So a lot of times people will do anything and everything they can to to chase that dream, you know. And, and so we've seen a lot of that, man. Seeing <clears throat> seeing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of broken families, broken marriages, broken broken bones. Seen all that. So. Uh, yeah, so there's, uh, I think there's a, there's a downside of, of everything, but fortunately I think we've, we've got a better upside than, than the down. Well, there are so many great stories within the sport of motocross, uh, and especially at the amateur level, because there's just so many more athletes. You have riders who, uh, you get a bike broken earlier in the week and dad spends all night trying to fix it or, uh, a bike donated by your competitors. And that is absolutely completely foreign to 
most sports. Like uh, up here, we play a whole lot of hockey, and uh, if I'm a, the only left-handed shooter on my hockey team, and I had a broken stick, and no one else has a stick for me, I would very much doubt that the other teams would be like, here, have a left-handed stick so you can play the rest of the game against us and maybe score with that thing. Whereas I know I've had to chase down my own motorcycle on another one of my motorcycles mid-moto because okay. you, you you lend your machine to somebody. And that's the, the family atmosphere of motocross that's so fun to cover is that you get these stories, these people that will just put themselves on the line. You'll lend somebody a $10,000 motorcycle and be like, yeah, just bring it back, man. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's a special bunch. And, uh, and I think uh, another reason I'm so drawn to it is there is a there's a camaraderie you know and i think we see that and unfortunately we see it when uh when there's a hardship a lot you know when uh you know you mentioned tyler earlier and and uh i mean go down the line which is uh which is is hard to swallow you know um uh, especially when when these kids become family you know and uh there is a uh uh, you know, on the positive side, this community is, it's, it's like we're a big gang, you know, we're a big do-gooder gang. And then there's yeah. some turds mixed in, but, uh, in the whole, uh, I, I really do like to think that, you know, there is a common bond and, um, people that are involved in the sport and that are, that are, uh, um, close to it. Um, and it's not just the industry, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, if anything, I, I don't like the industry. I'm a I'm, I'm very I don't want to say much against the industry, but uh, it's a I'm frustrating against, industry. Well, I'm against cool guys, you know. Yeah. And um, we're not. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we're kind of cool, you know. The stuff we do is kind of cool, I think. Um, but it's it. But it, but we're not, you know. We're we're uh, uh, one of my biggest problems with, and, I, and I've seen this a thousand times. I mean, it just it's. You know, and, and, it, and it's unfortunate because this is something that we do with, you know, I know we'll talk about our camp that we've assembled and put together here, and I think it's yeah. special. But, you know, we do a, a deal that's called the Progression Session uh, at Camp Boom Diggity. And um, the idea behind it is, you know, we've had so many riders come through the ranks, and, and we've always been, you know, um, well, I guess it, there's so many riders, right? So it's so easy for mom and dad to be like, oh, why had little Johnny covered? Or why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you? Well, there's so many aspects that, that come together as far as getting into the printed pages of anything, you know? Uh, if you, you know, Racer X has to decide, well, okay, this is going in and this is going in. It's the same with us. You know, we have to, we have to one, we have to start off with a, with a bitchin' image. If we don't have a good image, well, we, you know, we need to, we need to work from there. So, my whole point is, is um, there are uh, a lot of um, attitudes, I think, in, uh, in within the industry to where, you know, you, you and I call them backpacks, uh, and this could get me in trouble, but I, I think I'm on my way enough that I can say this. Um, you know you I know, can edit these things. Yeah, no, I think these are things that need to be said, you know, sure. um, and, and it, and it kind of sucks because we'll take a guy like you, right? So you're experiencing success with your radio show. Yes. And I can tell just by talking to you that, um, what are these? Dunlop stuff? 
Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um, sorry. Um, uh, you know, I can tell by talking to you, you're you're, you're going to have success in this. You know, I just can tell. And, sure. and obviously, your 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 show is doing great, and and your what you're doing is 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 uh, moving in the right direction. So. Um, you know, what happens, whether it's an industry rep or whatever, and this isn't always the case, but a lot of times the guys that are on the inside of the fence become very pompous and, you know, they put the backpack on and uh, automatically they built Oakley. Yeah. Or I shouldn't use Oakley as an example because, you know, Padge and those guys are all awesome. Kind of never had any issues there. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, um, you know, let's say Rich Taylor hires somebody to be uh, to cover X brand, right? Mm-hmm. Rich yeah. is awesome, right? He's as core as it gets. That guy is freaking awesome, right? So he has worked his fingers to the bone to make X brand what it is today, right? Yes, sir. He has had countless hours and it it has done stuff that there's no way the normal person would go through what rich has gone through to get his brand to where it's at and the fact that i don't think anyone has more time on a motorcycle than rich yeah well (laughs) yeah sure so uh at any rate um you know well it, it uh yeah he uh uh where you're going with that is that if if he was to uh, hire somebody and they're now repping the business that uh, they, they walk in or they, they carry themselves as if uh, X brand is where, the, where it's at because of that. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, that's, what, um, that's what can happen and I've seen it happen a lot. You know? So uh, a lot of times the, uh, uh, the true heart and soul of, of what uh, uh, you know, somebody's built isn't always replicated uh, the right way, and that's where that's where I think sometimes there's 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 flaws in any industry, and I guess that happens. But uh, um, but uh, but yeah, I think sometimes, and again, I don't want to be negative here, but sometimes the people that are on the outside of the fence, they don't know how to transition to the inside of the fence, and the inside of the fence sometimes why we're successful, why Moto Playground's successful, and why we continue to be successful because I don't. I, I think we still belong outside of the fence. That's where we. That's where we're comfortable. Is outside of the fence, not inside of the fence. And uh, and if that makes sense, yeah, then, uh, you know that's 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 our uh, that's our mo. Hundred percent. Now uh, let's talk a little bit about something uh, fun coming down the pipe. Uh, Camp Boom Diggity. And uh, first of all, I'd love to find out where you guys came up with a name like that. But uh, I know there's got to be a lot of things uh, exciting going on at this camp because uh, it hasn't sold out, and predominantly because you guys never did. Yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. The uh, uh, man, we're we're just blown away by what's happened with this thing and uh i don't think that we ever thought it would uh would go the way that uh, that it has and uh i think we've been you know talk about being humbled um the uh the the, the camp sold out and i think it was seven hours and uh and so you know the idea and the concept um of uh, of what we did was um we it actually um, I came up with the idea 
so I, I do this um, this movie night with my I have a 13 year old and an 11 year old son, so I have two boys. And uh, you know, doing what I do, I'm I'm trying to be, um, you know, I, I refuse not to be father of the year. So uh, I I you know make sure that I'm I take time and 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 do the things with with my guys and and uh, you know cover all the bases in in life and and um, so we do a movie night once a week. We do we do movie night and we watch old school stuff, you know. So we watch like under the boardwalk or Shawshank Redemption or the Rockies or, you know, I mean, whatever old school stuff, you know, on any Sunday. Absolutely. And, uh, so we watch all of this, uh, uh, you know, all of these old school movies and, uh, we watched, uh, the warriors, which, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the warriors. I have. I'm sorry. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, at any rate, the you know the the idea and the premise was, hey, if these gang members would quit fighting and and uh, would come together, you know, uh, they could uh, they could run the streets, you know. And so, um, I uh, at the time was trying to think of something to do with uh, we, we wanted to do a race, and uh, uh, then I had come to the the premise that, well, I want to do a race. I want to do something that's different. And, and then also it's not, you know, kind of, we're kind of in a spot where if we do something too good, well, then it's bad. Or we do something not good enough, then it's bad or whatever. So I uh, came up with the idea of, you know, hosting uh, a camp and inviting all the best trainers in the United States to come. And, uh, and um, that's what we did, you know, so, uh, we invited um, different trainers that have facilities and, and different things and that are masters at their craft and told, you know, a lot of these people don't get along. And uh, so I asked that they, you know, put down your sword and, and come in and get involved and, and, and uh, we'll construct tracks on our property, individual stations, <clears throat> and we'll build Disney World for dirt bikes that's what we did and uh and it's just been amazing you know so um uh in in essentially what what's happened is you know it our our camp has a little bit different uh, uh different feel and i think what's so rad about it is it's 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 there's no there's no competition and uh it's and not that we're against competition i love competition but it's it has just an an amazing vibe to it so, um, you know, we're pretty pumped on it, and uh, it, it, it does have, uh, uh, I mean, we've got a waiting list that has over 100 people on it right now. And, uh, you know, from a, from a sheer monetary sense, if, if we, you know, if we wanted to whore it out and say that we're going to do, you know, we're trying to fill this and fill that, and, uh, I think that's not what we're about. And uh, uh, I think it's... Um, uh, pretty cool that not that we don't want to have people come that are trying to get in but it's um um i don't know it's it's pretty neat you know that uh uh that we're able to to do what we're doing and, and we're pretty pretty excited about it 
No doubt, absolutely. It's uh, it sounds like an excellent camp. It sounds like uh, something that would sell out in seven seven hours. And uh, incredible to see the motocross industry and those who are able on it all able to go really embrace it. And uh, uh, just to put it in perspective, there's a hundred people on the waiting list. How many people did it take to sell it out? Two hundred. We have two hundred individual uh, campers. Exactly. So now you have you have half as many people who are going to be attending on the waiting list, hoping to get to, to attend the event. That's, that's incredible. And, uh, you should be very proud. Yeah, thanks. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's not about like what you had said before is, is, uh, um, we've got, uh, I, I had a meeting with, um, we're actually starting to work with, uh, Humana Healthcare and uh, I had a meeting with Humana, and we're talking about our camp and blah blah blah. And they're like, "Man, how did you, how did you sell out so soon?" And that's where, you know, I'm like, paint the picture for you. We're in a um, conference room, a very, you know, corporate environment, and I'm uh, wearing a Moto Playground shirt and, and cargo shorts. And uh, uh, my comeback to that was, "Well, no, because we." We didn't sell out. You know, we've we sold out because we never did, yeah. and that's the whole point. You know, I mean, we t- I talk to people all the time that, <clears throat> you know, they're for whatever it is it, it, in business or in life or, or or whatever. You know, they're um, they're in things for them, and uh, um, and not to say that you know I'm a saint or I'm whatever, whatever. But but I do believe that. You know, we we lead with the heart, and uh, and we do things. I, I I like to believe that they're for the right reasons, and uh, uh, and, and that's with with anything that we do. And I think you know we've been pretty blessed um, to reap those. Uh, I don't know if their rewards is the right word, but maybe the the I don't know to be blessed a little bit, you know. Absolutely. And uh, and, and I think I'm pretty comfortable saying that. And not being pompous doing so, but, uh, you know, we've had, I've had, without exaggerating, probably seven different people call and say, and through, we've been doing our camp for four years now, I think this will be the fourth year, and, and uh, you know, I've had people call, and I've got somebody in, or at least seven states that are like, okay, well, we want to do uh, a Camp Boom Diggity here. We want to do the Boom Diggity in Oklahoma. We want to do the Boom Diggity in California and Florida. And and and, and my response to that has always been, I'm like, hey, it just doesn't feel – we, we couldn't duplicate. There's only one Woodstock. There's one Woodstock. That's a better – you know, I use there's only one Disney World. And then people come back and say, well, there's Disneyland. And I'm like, ah, okay, well, Disney World – or you know so uh so yeah one woodstock that's my new one i'm gonna use that appreciate it and uh so so that's our get up man you know i i i think that uh uh we're not boasting and we're not you know we do say that we're the best camp in the world but not out of like hey we're better than any other camp i just think that we're 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 unique and we're different and uh um, it's the best boom diggity out there yeah for sure um so we're uh you know we're 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 pretty pumped on what's going on and and i think that uh you know the the people are our best sales tools you know when when they leave here they leave and they're like 
blown away by what we do. And so, uh, so we're, we're, again, we're excited about that. And then, you know, something that we're, we're more so excited about, uh, is we have replaced, uh, historically we've always done boom diggity, which is in July, which is hence the boom behind mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. and, uh, uh, so that is July 3rd, 4th and 5th. Uh, and then we've always done fall diggity, which is October, the first weekend of October, uh, October 1st, um, 1st through 4th. So we, uh, uh, we announced earlier this year that, uh, for the first time ever, we will have the Moto Playground race, um, on Moto Playground's property, uh, October 1st through 4th. And, uh, so we're getting an amazing response from that. Yeah. And, uh, we're, yeah, we're, really, really excited, and uh, we're actually starting, um, uh, or we've already started construction on it, and uh, it's pretty uh, pretty neat, pretty neat stuff. No kidding. That's uh, right around the time the temperatures start to fall, especially in the evenings uh, up here, so uh, might have to make a road trip. Yeah, we'd love to have you, man. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Now, that that is super exciting and uh, good on you guys for uh, keep getting that going and uh, four years in a row and selling it out seven hours. Incredible. Uh, let's, uh, let's get straight into uh, a little segment we like to call the Bill's Pipes Pick Your Poison Questions. Uh, just going to run through these right quick before I have you throw it to commercial for me. Sound good? Sure. Excellent. So first one on the docket is Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Pepsi. Hard Pack or Sand Tracks? Uh, Sandrex. Bradshaw or Stanton? Ooh, Bradshaw. Rick Johnson or David Bailey? Ooh. Uh, pass. Pass. Two-stroke or four-stroke? Two-stroke. 125 or 250? 125. Blondes or brunettes? Uh, brunettes. Rock and roll or rap music? Uh, rock and roll. Kevin Kelly or Wes Kane? Oh, pass. Both. <laughs> Both. Together. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, McGrath or Carmichael? Ooh. Yeah, that's like saying, uh, you know, I used this the other... Do, do I have to do this very quickly, or can I talk in between? You can talk. This is your okay. podcast, brother. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I, w- I was using this as an example the other day. I said, well, because somebody's like, they're choosing, right? Because there's so many people in life choose, right? They're like, well, okay, well, I like, let's say, radio shows. Your show or or, or DMXS, what's mm-hmm. better? Well, it, it's not better. They're different. That's like telling me, okay, who's yeah. better? Michael Jordan or Muhammad Ali? They're both <laughs> yeah. great, right? Still the greatest they're both of whatever amazing. they did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who are the people that you just asked me, McGrath or Carmichael? Yeah, I figured a Florida boy yeah. you'd probably go with Darcy. No. No, love them both. Perfect. Uh, and would you be so kind as to throw it to commercial for me? Hey, what's happening? Harold Martin, Moto Playground Magazine. Uh, you are listening to the Big MX Show. We're going to commercial. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner 
and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than hair and stronger than steel. So, what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock, call up Roy Borden today at 204-633-2722. And we're back uh, on the line with 
Harold Martin of Moto Playground. I would thank you so much for taking some time to with us tonight. Um, let's move into the, some last few questions that I had for you. Um, and a basic one that I kind of thought of is, what's your favorite event of the year? I know you mentioned Boom Diggity, you mentioned Fall Diggity, but uh, is there one particular event or a time period or like a, uh, yeah, is there an event that you circle on your calendar and say that one, that one is, is going to be where I have the most amount of fun, uh, is that's what I'm looking forward to? Uh, I don't know if there's one, you know, um, and, and I, man, I hate to be that, uh, that guy that's kind of wishy-washy on that, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, I really, really enjoy, uh, the Baja Brawl. Um, now that's kind of, kind of in your guys' neck of the woods a little bit. I know there's a lot of, yeah. uh, Canadian crossover and, uh, you know, the Baja Brawl, Patrick, uh, there and Rosanna and, you know, that whole crew, they seem to, uh, uh, they do it right, you know, and uh, I, I think that uh, that's a party with a race built around it. And um, so I, I really do uh, enjoy the efforts that those guys put in and, and their creativity and different things. Um, uh, I really enjoy Loretta Lynn's. Uh, I enjoy the, uh, uh, or I appreciate the uh, the nostalgia there. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, the, the pressure and, the, you know, historically the heat and humidity, even though we, we haven't seen it really, really strong in the last couple of years, but, uh, um, you know, that has the building blocks of, uh, of, um, just epic racing and it is the, with their, with their program and, and what they've done, uh, the best of the best are there, like it or not, it's the truth. And, uh, and those guys do a they do a bang up job, and um, so uh, I enjoy that time. Uh, um, obviously, I, I have a uh, uh, an amazing time at, at what we've created here uh, over Fourth of July, which is Camp Boom Diggity. Uh, that's really neat, rewarding for us to see and, and watch that as it grows legs and kind of takes off. And and uh, um, but yeah, I don't know if that answered it correctly, but. Um, there are no wrong answers here on the Big MX show, and uh, this one you you, you might uh, have a hard time answering as well. But uh, what's the best part of your job, there, Harold? Um, the best part of my job. Yeah. Uh, I free coffee. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that it's not a job. Okay. Probably how I would answer that. Perfect. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. The best part about your job is that it's not a job. Like Harold a Martin, I thank you so much for giving us your afternoon. Um thank you. I honestly can't thank you enough. A lot of great information. Uh great to hear the story of how you got into motocross, how you developed uh Moto Playground in the magazine from uh the Kansas Extreme. Kansas City Extreme. Kansas City Extreme that now became, that'll become a trivia question at some point. Uh, Kansas City Extreme becoming Moto Playground. Um, I hope that that strip mall has at least one uh, motocross magazine store in there. Like it's, it's got to have a mag, uh, store that has a magazine stock shop in there. I, I'd like to think that, that like, your magazine is in those, in that store. Um, but uh, hey man, I can't thank you enough for... Uh, uh, just, just all of this information and giving me the time and, uh, yeah, you have yourself a great day, man. All right, boss. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.